I'd been having a, a look at, um, following on from Kelly's um, word last week, I was looking into um, faith and, and all the people in the Bible who have faith, and I came across Hebrews 11, and it just goes on and on and on with, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And then it, this is where it goes on. By faith we understand the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So that's sort of the, the belief, the stepping out in faith that we all do when we become a Christian. Then it goes on. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Isaac. By faith, Jacob. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. All these people were people just like you and I. They weren't necessarily outstanding men of God, and often they had to do what I did with my little wrangle this week, was just go, okay, God, I'm yours. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't speak the words that others speak. I can't prophesy. I can't do the things that you're asking me to do. But by faith, all of these people stepped out, and it goes on. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, the prostitute Rahab. Then it gets even too many for the writer of Hebrews, and he starts listing them. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, won't go through those names, David, Samuel, and they were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So there's all those people in the Old Testament who have stepped out in faith. And like I said, they're not necessarily people who would have seen themselves as faithful followers of God. So, and that's part of what Kelly spoke on last week. Now, stepping out in faith, for some, seems easy. It's part of their life, it's part of who they are. They've, they've had that relationship with God for a long time. Or they've just newly stepped into a relationship with God and instantly get it. But for many of us, there's that time of doubt there's that time of, you know, is what I'm believing really true? Is, is the path I'm walking really there for me to walk? Am I really the one that is supposed to be stepping out and doing these things? Um, and those doubts can come upon us at any moment. Even after we've done lots of things within God and walking with God, they can just take over our thoughts and, our, um, and what we're doing in life. Um, I'm a reluctant one. I've seen his God's faithfulness, and yet I'm still a reluctant participant. I often have an argument with God. Sitting here last week, I sat there going, oh, good, I'm off the hook. Kelly hasn't called me up. I can just sit here. I don't need to pray for anyone. I don't need to um, exercise my faith in healing, saying a healing prayer over someone. I don't have to... You know, try and perform a miracle through Christ. I can just sit here because Kelly didn't call my name out. And before I know it, guess what? There I was standing there praying. And it wasn't that I knew what I was doing. I had really no idea, but I had to just jump in and trust the Lord that he would give me the words and the understanding of what I was there for. Um, 
And it wasn't really until after we'd finished praying that I understood why I was there. Um, I was there as a support. I wasn't the person praying. But the person that was praying um, was praying a prayer that they were unconscious of. They, they weren't aware of the issues in the people's life that they were praying for. They spoke words that I'm sure was a mystery to them. Where is this coming from? What am I saying? I hope I'm hitting the mark. Am I just making this up? Why am I saying these words? They don't make sense. Maybe this person thinks I'm coming up with just dragging things up. But as it happened, they were words of faith. They were words that God was speaking through that person. They hit the target on both occasions, on every occasion. It was quite amazing and it was quite revealing. It was quite astounding that at the end of the prayer, it actually hit the mark. Now, as Kelly pointed out last week, it's not necessarily that the person's will be healed on the spot, and we, we pray that that's true, but it's that working through that Jesus is doing in our lives that we need to obey, we need to be there, we need to step into. Without stepping into those situations, we don't get the fullness of God, and we will never be able to walk in that fullness without stepping out in faith. Now, of course, we do need to be careful in what we say to other people. We need to be discerning and it's a good thing to pray for that discernment, especially if you're going into that situation of praying for other people. But if you do it with the heart of God, if you do it with Jesus alongside you, those words will flow from your mouth as they should. If, if there's any doubt, throw them out. There's a little saying for you. If there's any doubt, throw them out. Um, if, and, and pray on it. If those words come back to you time and time and time again for that same person, then bring it up in another private time with them. Follow it through. Don't just leave it sitting. Those words quite possibly there because they needed to hear it. But we need to do it with that heart of love. We need to know our audience and not just speak out because we think God's told us something, but really understand why we're speaking out. Over the, um, I've been a Christian since I was 14 and I've taken a journey often on my own path. So God, as a 14-year-old, I asked God to be my saviour, enter my life, become a part of my life. But I never really what that, knew what that meant until I came to Catalyst. And I now see it. The other week when Arpi was here, he was talking about God knows our A to Z. We often just look from the A to B and we get stuck there. And once we get to B, we go, oh, okay, now I can do C. But God can see that picture from A to Z. And while Arpi was talking, I had this vision of green, just green grass. And imagine God being um, a satellite as I guess he probably is, um, like a Google map looking down on the earth. And all it was was this sea of green, green grass. And in the middle of the grass were mazes. And it was a number of mazes. And the mazes had an entry point and they had an exit point. And the path through the mazes was quite clear. And the mazes were hedges, so it was all just green. And God was sitting there watching. And it was the first time I realised I... I have battled with this for a long time. If God knows what I'm going to do from A to Z, 
then how do I get away with doing what I want to do? Why doesn't he stop me and go, hang on, I just want to take you through the path. And I realise that that is what God wants to do, but I have to invite him. He won't enter my house without me inviting him. So looking at this picture of a sea of green with these mazes in it, I realise that what I've done in life is I've entered through the door and then I've taken my own path through the maze. Now sometimes that maze has been fairly straightforward and I've found my way through. Other times that maze has been really complicated and I've chosen to take every path within that maze to try and find my way out rather than God's way out. So rather than seeing it as, as times that um, God has forsaken me or, or left me, I could see that he's with me all the time, just watching as I choose to go through these mazes and not follow him. And the more that I went along the ABC of my life, and I find that my life sort of goes in compartments of 10 years, um, these 10-year periods, that there were some times that the mazes were quite open and they were easy to flow through and others where I'd made them really quite difficult and I'd chosen to take my own path in those times. And, it's when, and that's when you feel lost, but God always brought me through to the end. So, yeah, just keep on going. And it was a really clear picture. I don't often get clear pictures, and I think that's another thing we have to remember. We hear people stand up and say, oh, I've got a picture of this and I've got a picture of that, and you sit there thinking, oh, I wish I could get a picture. But sometimes we do get those pictures and we ignore them as us. But if we put it into God's context, into what we're hearing and what we're feeling and the journey that we're taking, then it's not of us, it's of God. So we need to open our minds up to the understanding of, of what God is leading to us to through our thoughts and our pictures and our visions. I'm not a great follower of God. And I think there's probably more people um, in, in the world, not just here, that are scared about their stepping out in faith because they're not worthy. But as it says in the Bible, none of us are worthy. We're all sinners. We all continue to sin. We try not to sin, but we all continue to sin. And it's about the redemption. It's about Christ dying on the cross for us that can bring us back to those places where the mazes are a little bit simpler and they're a bit easier to get through. But we can't keep on putting ourselves back there. So we have made mistakes. We have made mistakes in our past. But to stay there means that we're forgetting about God. We're, we're ignoring what he has said and what he has promised. And we're saying, you know what, we'll take our own path because I'm just not good enough for that. So there's times that I've wanted to be part of a church and at one stage I was a smoker. So if I went to church and sat in the pews, the people next to me could smell the smoke on me and know that I was a smoker, which meant I wasn't a good Christian, so how about I not go to church? You know, um, I'd done this, that and the other thing during the week. Oh, no, people might know that I'm a fake, so I'm not going to go to church. And again, in the last three years, what I have learned is no matter what I have done in that preceding week, no matter what I've done in that preceding month, I need church. And I need it because it brings me back into fellowship with God. It's not because I am better than 
anyone else. It's not because my life now is better than it ever been. However, it's pretty close. Um, it's because I've made that pact with myself and with God that I will be here every week. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to make that pact, but that's my own little um, promise to myself, not even to God, just to myself to be here so that I can follow through on his word. And there was one week that I even turned up and I so couldn't be here. I spent the first, what, six, 12 months crying every time I came to church. Um, and there was one week I even turned up and I sat here and I cried within the first minute. And I sat here and I thought, I can't even look up. I'm just a mess. So I got up and left. But I got here. So the next week I thought, how embarrassing I did that. I had a lovely support person um, support me through that. And I was back again the next week. Not because it was easy and not because it was what I wanted to do. But I just knew I had to keep that walk up. And, with that, and losing that momentum just one week would have thrown me right back to the place of, oh, you know what? I won't go next week and I won't go the week after. So like I said, I'm not saying that that should be everyone's, but that's my journey that I know that to keep myself in communion with God and in the right place, I need to be here every week. Um, there's many mornings I've stood in the shower and I've cried and I've had a battle on my hands before I came to church on Sunday to get here. But I knew that, again, if the enemy won, and that's all it was, a pure battle with the enemy, if the enemy won, it wouldn't be just this week, it'd be next week and the week after and the week after and back I am there again in that maze of life. So I urge you today, whether it be coming to church, whether it be what you listen to on the radio, what you watch on television, how you conduct your life behind closed doors, whatever it may be, that you make that pact with yourself that if there is something that's a stronghold, that is a stopping point for you, that you make that pact with yourself and with God if that's what's necessary to step past that. You're not going to be able to do it in your own strength. You need to do it in the strength with God. And as humans, we're too easily make our own excuses and move on and, and try and forget about it. So... I encourage you to do that. Um, in Romans, whoops, I've done it again, gone backwards. In Hebrew, sorry. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, and these witnesses up here, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with the perseverance and the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So in this journey of life that is quite difficult at times, we need to remember these promises, and there's so many promises like this, in the Bible that we can follow through with. So thinking of all those people out there, I'm no hero. We see the heroes of the Bible as heroes, but they're no heroes. They were just people like you and I who actually stepped out in faith. Or God, you know, occasionally gets that big hammer out and says, hey, you need to follow me. So keeping those people in mind, keeping the people that you know in mind, we can step forward in faith. Now, looking back over the time, 
another thing that I sort of kicked myself about and 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 struggle with why when I've gone through that can I be a doubter why is there any doubt in my mind and I thought back through some instances when I was about 16 I used to do calisthenics um, and I got this fell over roller skating and I got this huge um, cyst on my knee so it was about the size of an egg and for about eight weeks I couldn't do anything. I had to make a donut bandage thing so I could kneel down and do calisthenics and do whatever I had to do. But this huge egg on my knee. And eventually my mum took me to a specialist. And he said, oh, you've got eight weeks off on crutches. We'll have to cut it open, open it up and get rid of the fluid that's developed there. And then you'll be on crutches for about eight weeks and in plaster. And I got home and I thought, I can't do that. And I prayed a simple prayer to God and in the morning, it was gone. Now, if someone had have asked me, has any miracles occurred to you over the last 20 years, I would have said, no, not really. I forgot about it. It happened. It was true. I didn't really have the faith to believe in it, but it happened. And it was true. I, there is no other explanation. So looking back, I think, if that actually happened to me, like it's not like I heard it happen to you over there, and you told me about it, and I can go, oh, well, maybe, you know, it just happened, because it happened to me. So why do I doubt? I um, was also in a, a very um, difficult situation one day um, with another person, and I actually heard the words come out of my mouth, do whatever, because I know where I'm going. It doesn't matter. If I'm not here tomorrow, it doesn't matter because I know where I'm going. Now, that was a step of faith. That wasn't part of my vocabulary at the time, although I was a Christian and I knew that I was saved. It wasn't part of my vocabulary to be saying to this person, do whatever because I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. It doesn't matter what happens here because I'm going. I forget that incident and I forget the strength that God gave me through that incident. Why? I don't know why, but I did. Just last week, Olivia reminded me, we were looking at the photos of Fiji. And Fiji presents itself as a place that you can, we could step out in faith when we went there last year. Um, why? Because I was pushed. Why? Because someone was saying, come on, come with me and pray. Why? Because there were people there that needed healing. And we went to um, a hospital. Now, the hospitals are nothing like ours. We think our hospitals are horrible, but, you know, the, the cots are similar to the one over there, and it's one bed, and mum has to stay with the child the whole time they're there, or a person has to stay with them. There's no nursing staff to help with the daily care. The drugs arrive, the parents have to administer, or the family member has to administer it. Um, often arrived, the person, the child that we went to see had been severely burnt, she didn't have parents, so her auntie was with her. She had, the auntie had no clothing other than what she wore. So she was in hospital for something like five days, sitting by her niece, wondering if anyone really even knew where they were, and didn't have a toothbrush, didn't have any toiletries, didn't have anything. Um, and, and, you know, me and my first world with my first world mind on, I thought, you know what, tomorrow we'll go back and I'll take us some toothpaste and this and that and the other thing. But we prayed over this little girl that 
um, healing would come and that she'd be able to at least go home, that obviously the markings on her body weren't going to go away, the burns weren't going to go away instantly. Well, maybe they could have. Um, but we prayed for her that there'd be healing enough that they could go home. And I arrived the next day with my little pack of a face washer and some soap and toothbrush and a comb to give to this lady so that she at least had, you know, could go and clean herself up a little bit. And they weren't there. So we went and asked the nurses, where have they gone? Oh, they've gone home. So they thought they were in the hospital for two or three weeks. And after praying with them, they went home. There was another couple of um, boys, a family with three boys there, that um, the twins, and this is the one that Olivia reminded me of, the twins were very sick and had been very sick for a long time and they were the size of newborns and they were six months old or something. Um, and we prayed for them and then went, when we went back the next day we got the news that they were going home soon as well. So all these miracles, healings in my life and I push them aside and go, hey, you know what? I'm not a good enough Christian. I can't do that. I can't step out in faith. Who am I to pray over someone? Um, and all those things go through my mind. But God is there. God is in it. Those things could not have happened without God. And I'm sure there's lots of instances in everyone's life where we put it down to coincidence. We don't honour God in it. And I'm the worst at it. I say, oh, guess what? We got our new house. I figured to tell them that, you know, it was when we were driving into the little area we were living in, I went, you know what we need? We need a little house that no one else knows about, and it's just ours. And guess what? It popped up the next day, and by that end of that day, we'd signed on the lease, and wasn't I good? Because what I thought had come to being. But it wasn't my thoughts. Although it wasn't an official prayer, dear God, please give me this house, he gave it to me. And I, hear, I heard a lady, at the, a friend at school where I teach, saying, oh, you know, people pray about no rain so that I can get my lawn mowed or, you know, and all that's garbage, you know, so it didn't rain today. Aren't you lucky you got out to mow your lawn? It wasn't God that did it, it was just that it didn't rain today. And that's her attitude about it. But, and in some circumstances that's true, but other times it's because we've stepped out in faith. It's not because we have just coincidentally arrived at a time that the two meetings have come together. We pass opportunities off in life as, co as coincidences and we pass opportunities off in life by ignoring God's command. So although it was just a little experience last week, I think I made a difference in the person that was praying and I think for, for the other people. And I think that person made a difference for the people that they were praying for as well. Um, not that I need to get that gratitude, but it gives you that spur on that, yes, this is worthwhile. I can do this and it is worthwhile. It's not something I would choose to do in my natural self, but it's something that we need to do. So what I want everyone to do, under the ch chairs there's... Um, some paper and some pens or texts or something. And I want you to get a little piece of paper and a pen and I want you just to jot down some, some times that a miracle may have happened or a healing may have occurred or you may have come across someone else in life that was feeling down that you have helped. 
just something little. And if you can't think of anything, just quietly pray. Start writing down some words, miracles, healing, um, opportunities. Maybe it's something in the future that you might see that may happen. There might be, um, I'm sure everyone can think of a time that just that coincidence happened that wasn't such a coincidence that when we just when you just thought that oh isn't isn't it my lucky day that that car parks there when I've got a broken foot and I can't walk to the supermarket and there's one right in front of me is it just luck I believe it's more to do with God looking after us and and following through on his promises to us so I just want everyone to have a bit of a think about you don't have to write it down I guess um, have a bit of a think about <laughs> what they um, some of those times and just remember like I have looking part, right back to when I was 14 years old and had that knee issue and it was healed Okay, I know that was a a long process, but I think it's really important for us to share as a community and, and to hear each other's stories and also to, to just keep in mind that, that as we are walking through our lives, when we do come across opposition, when we do come across those times that life is a bit tough, that God is the one that we lean on, that we don't lean on our own understanding, that we do step out in faith and, as Chris was saying, that not everything works out the way that, that we choose to, or it might be a not now answer, um, but it's praying for that peace to wash over us in a, in a time of, of hardship. It's praying for that you know settled life that might just need to, to happen for you right now, that um, you know going through that turmoil, going through those, those issues isn't about necessarily the physical that's happening to us. It's about trusting God that he'll get us through. It may not be in complete healing. It may be in the fact that we can actually mentally survive the process we're going through. So I just really encourage each, everyone to, to start stepping out into that faith, using those examples that you've all given this morning as reasons why I can step out in faith. God has been good. God is good. God will continue to be good and it's up to us to be asking him to, to show us our way, to strengthen us in our boldness, to pray for the little things, to pray for the big things, to pray for those unknown things, to, to seek his will in our lives and to take it further than, than we can ever see. Um, catch up with people, find out you know, a bit more about their story if, if that's what you need to encourage yourself or to encourage them. You may have heard something today that, that God just resonated big time. Don't walk away from it. Go and speak to that person and, and have a chat. Just the resolve to, to step forward and, and step out in faith and, and partner with God along our journey. If everyone can bow, we'll just say a quick prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for bringing us all together and I know that we are all chosen for this time and this place today, Lord, that you are here with us, that you are always with us, and all we have to do is ask, Lord, and you're, whether it's working something out or, or providing that miracle, I just pray that we're open to whatever you have got to speak to us, 
and it's in your timing, Lord, that we come to the understanding of what you're wanting for us to, the path you're wanting us to follow, Lord. When we get stuck in those mazes of life, Lord, that the the one thing that rings out to us is that we call out to you, Lord, and, and you will show us the way through those those times and those difficulties, Lord. And it doesn't have to be difficulties. Every day walk in life, Lord, that you are with us, that if we step out in faith with you, that we can step beyond our humanness, that we can step out of our comfort zones and we can step into the path that you're wanting us to take, Lord. We pray all these things and, and thank you, Jesus, for your your sacrifice and your um, just being there and the, and the boldness to step forward and do what you will us to do. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.